Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi, everybody. This is Jerry Bryant. You've tuned in to the new classic Jesus music radio show, Full Circle. It's time to take a look back to where it all began, so you can see how far we've come. On today's Full Circle, you'll hear vintage Bill Keggy, then a guy who's a Stevie Wonder soundalike. Later on, a special interview with Randy Thomas, the lead guitarist from Sweet Comfort Band and Allies. But first, here's a CCM group fronted by a husband and wife, Bob and Jane Farrell. Farrell and Farrell, who together emerged from Houston, Texas, in the music scene in the early 70s. Did you know that Farrell and Farrell were among the first acts in either secular or spiritual music to employ a Fairlight synthesizer? Maybe more information than you needed to know. But here's Pharaoh and Pharaoh and all you need. Jesus 
Pharaoh and Pharaoh, all you need from their 1981 release, Make Me Ready, on Full Circle, Where It All Began. For the last two decades, John Gibson has been one of the best-kept secrets in popular music. Don't tell that to his legion of fans. Tough to describe and tougher to classify, Gibson's a white guy who sounds like Stevie Wonder, a sweet balladeer who pioneered Christian rap and a singer who wreaks attitude in his mission of justice and mercy. After returning from the service in the Army at the age of 20, Gibson was signed to Dick Griffey's new Constellation label and met his musical idol, Stevie Wonder, working with a crew of great musicians including Michael Jackson. Griffey had great fun tricking a number of his solar artists with John's tape. They thought it was Wonder. But Gibson was torn between his desire for pop stardom and his need to give testimony to his Christian faith. He signed with the Frontline Christian Label recording several songs, including CCM's number one, God Loves a Broken Heart. It became the first of a string of over 20 top 10 CCM hits. you hear a number of them here on Full Circle in the weeks to come. But first, a test. Is this the voice of John Gibson or Stevie Wonder? Stay tuned. Coming up, one of the 1960s earliest rock protest singers on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant.
Hi, this is Randy Thomas, and you're listening to Full Circle. Say, I'd love to hear from you here at Full Circle. It would be great to hear of some of your memories of the Jesus music era. What are your favorite artists of yesteryear? I'm constructing a webpage that will feature our memories. Would you like to contribute? If so, write me this week at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com or visit the website at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Don't leave out the Jesus. That's www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. When Jesus became real to me so many years ago, I started one of the first contemporary Christian music radio shows in the early 70s. The music was just a reflection of our newfound faith, and it really spoke to our generation. And now we're taking a look back. We'd like to return to our first passion. We'd like a fresh start. We'd like to go full circle. Born and raised just outside Hilo, Hawaii, a girl named Pauline began singing at eight. Inspired by her father, who was a working musician in the area. She planned on leaving the islands permanently when she attended Central Washington State College, hoping for a career as a social worker. But a steady summer singing job back home prompted her to change her mind. Dropping out of school, working a series of local clubs and cabarets, Pauline was discovered by three musicians who would soon become her musical cohorts. Jerry Hay, Larry Williams, and Bob Wilson, who later gave her his last name. Best known to pop and jazz fusion fans as the lead singer of the classic 70s band Sea Wind, Here's Pauline Wilson, and keep my eyes on Jesus.
if you like the sound of horns, stay tuned. There's more to come. Say, do you like changes? Well, check this out. The Imperials have been making music since 1964 and have in that time undergone so many personnel and stylistic changes they probably could make the Guinness Book of World Records. Armin Morales is the only charter member of the Imperials. He and Jake Hess founded the quintet. Over the years, the Imperials have released over 40 albums and had 14 number one songs. They've also won four Grammy Awards, 13 Dub Awards, making the Imperials, despite or because of their many style changes, one of the most popular Christian bands ever. Eighteen different singers have come and gone, including such legends as Rust Half, Gary McSpadden, Sherman Andres, who was featured on the tour to Italy and Holland earlier this year, but Paul Smith vocalized this next song, Let the Wind Blow. Trusting in the Lord of 
This is Full Circle. Now, this vocal group comprised of brothers Gary, Steve, and Tim, along with Billy Masters and Nancy Short, started in the late 60s and by 1972 had their first album on Charisma Records. But by 1977, Billy and Nancy left the group to be replaced by sister Janice Archer. The trio went on to record a total of 15 albums, mostly in light adult contemporary style. From the 1980 Light Records release, here's the Archers and Celebrate. Celebrate, we're forgiven, yes we are. Celebrate, if the love is given, yeah. A new commandment I give unto you, that you should love each other, even as I love you. You should love one another That's all those will know That you are my disciples Wherever you may go Just remember to celebrate
Stay tuned. In the next few minutes, the guy who co-penned the hit song, Butterfly Kisses, Mr. Randy Thomas. He'll be our special guest here on Full Circle. Around the world, the church is growing at an explosive rate with millions coming to faith in Christ. Who will nurture and train these new believers in response to this growing global need? David Shibley launched Global Advance. Since 1990, Global Advance has provided on-site training for over 300,000 church leaders in 80 nations. Each year, Global Advance trains, encourages, and resources thousands of ministry and business leaders around the world who have great potential but little opportunity for training. You can help equip these hidden heroes of the church in destitute nations. Find out more on our website at www.globaladvance.org. That's globaladvance.org. Go ahead, log on to globaladvance.org today. You can make a world of difference. This is classic Jesus music. Where it all began. Full circle. Full circle. With Jerry Bryant. Bill Kagey was born March 23, 1951. Raised in a small farmhouse in Hubbard, Ohio with nine brothers and sisters, he began playing guitar at age 10 on a Sears Silvertone guitar. In spite of the fact he's missing half of the middle finger in his right hand due to a childhood accident, Kagey's considered by many to be one of the best guitarists in the world. He'll begin playing professionally in the late 60s along with two longtime friends. They formed a band called Glass Harp. A major turning point for the trio was their winning of an Ohio area's Battle of the Bands. Kagey left Glass Harp in 1972, released his first solo album the following year entitled What a Day. And here's the title cut.
Phil Kagi, and what a day. The music is classic here on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, where it all began. The theme for our Full Circle radio show was written and recorded by Phil Kagi, and he'll be featured from time to time on this show, interviews, his countless songs, and memories. Say, have you had a chance to check out the website? There's vintage stories, pictures, a place to order your own selection of classic music, and a prayer link, and much more. Go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. And drop us an email if you get a chance. Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Barry McGuire was born in Oklahoma City. He moved to California in early childhood. At age 16, joined the United States Navy, but was discharged 10 months later for being underage. After living as a drifter in his late teens and early 20s, McGuire got a job singing in a bar. In 1961, he formed a duo with Barry Kane. They both joined the New Christie Minstrels in the spring of 62. He did the lead with his gritty voice on their first big hit, Green Green, in 1963. Barry McGuire in the 60s became one of the first rock protest singers with a worldwide hit that echoed the feelings many had during those years. He came up with a giant hit, a protest song that Sloan had written titled Eve of Destruction. Backed on the recording by the original members of the Grassroots, McGuire's record topped the U.S. charts in 65 and reached number three in the U.K. It seemed to strike a chord with people who were unindated with the news of protests and wars in the strife-torn 60s. McGuire became a born-again Christian in 1971. I first saw him in a concert at Explo 72 in Dallas, Texas. If you were there, you might remember Mud City. We affectionately called our camping site after horrendous rains. But our spirits were lifted that afternoon when Barry McGuire stopped by to do an impromptu concert on a makeshift stage. Cut-offs and open-toed sandals and an old beat-up guitar, he pounded on it with passionate burning songs of the Savior. Barry had just become a Christian. He couldn't talk about God's love without crying. It was a first love memory I'll never forget. In 1973, he joined the Murr label and released the album Seeds. This album is notable for the backing vocals provided by the family trio that would later become known as the second chapter of Acts. Here's Barry McGuire. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God all thy heart with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and all thy strength, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, love is gentle, love is kind. And love is given, but it's not blind. And love is choosing for the right, rejecting the wrong. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. With all thy mind 
Hi, this is Randy Thomas with Allies, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. David Shibley remembers. As president of Global Advance, I've had the privilege of ministering in over 50 nations of the world. And it's wonderful for me to see people roughly my age, now in their mid and late 50s, who came to Jesus Christ, saw their lives radically changed when they were teenagers in the Jesus movement. And they have spent the rest of their lives saying thank you to Jesus. And many of them have ended up in the ripe harvest of humanity in nation after nation. I think of one couple in Peru doing a tremendous work impacting that nation for Jesus Christ. Both of them came to faith in Christ in Southern California during the Jesus movement, and now they've raised their family in Peru and have had a tremendous strategic ministry in that nation. Those that were on the brink not only came to see their lives radically turned around by Jesus, but coming to Him, they picked up His commission to make disciples of all the peoples of the world. Global Advance, www.globaladvance.org, because you can make a world of difference. Classic Jesus music is on Full Circle. Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. This is Jerry Bryant and Classic Jesus music on Full Circle. Well, the Sweet Comfort Band was a late entry into Jesus music with their 1977 self-titled release on Maranatha Records. When they started, they had a funky, jazzy R&B and 70s rock sound that really set them apart from much of the rest of the bands in the new contemporary Christian music industry who were primarily performing folk rock and soft rock. 
Few bands had the musicianship displayed by this quartet. The band finally went their separate ways in 1984, having released six albums and leaving a large fan base. Lead singer Brian Duncan released a number of solo projects over the last 15 years. Here's the Sweet Comfort Band with Searching for Love on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant.
Talks We Comfort Band on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Well, Randy Thomas was the killer guitarist, singer, and songwriter with the Sweet Comfort Band. And after Sweet Comfort, Randy started Allies with an old friend, Bob Carlisle. They spent nine years between 1984 and 1993 doing concerts and recording six albums. The biggest project with Allies was Long Way from Paradise. His pop country smash, Butterfly Kisses, has been performed and recorded by numerous artists. Butterfly Kisses was the crossover hit of 97. Written with Bob Carlisle, it was number one for seven weeks on AC Radio, won a Grammy for Country Song of the Year, and sold three million CDs. Now, Randy is currently the worship director for Grace Fellowship in Spring Hill, Tennessee, preparing a new CD of worship material. He and his family live on several acres just outside Franklin, where he also owns and operates Radio Ranch Recording Studios. Recently, I talked with Randy about his memories of the early Jesus music era. Well, I'm sure that you and I would agree that every generation has its music. And so I think to expect the people from the Jesus movement in the early 70s, to expect them to play Just As I Am, to expect them to do Gaither songs from the 50s, which are great. And those were the contemporary songs of their day, but... Part of our motivation is we were inventing songs that were, you know, contemporary to the early 70s, the mid-70s. We were doing what we felt at that time, and it it was culturally relevant. I think one of the important things we were talking before about was capturing the passion of the Jesus Movement days. What you hear in the grooves of of the songs of music from uh, the Jesus Movement and then later in the 80s and what we were all doing, it was about passion. We did then and we do now just love the Lord. And you just can't quite do it with adopting someone else's music, someone else's style. You really got to have your own voice and speak to your own generation. For some people who don't know the term, the Jesus movement, a phenomena that happened in the 70s, how did you describe that to people that were trying to understand at that time? I mean, you were square dab in the middle of it. What was the way you described it that it was different than church? Well, first of all, let's have some historic background that I think that in the late 60s, uh, there was great stuff happening in rock and roll. But culturally, what the culture in America went through was there was such such this backlash where, where they said, uh, God is dead. And they said, you know, churches are no longer relevant. We don't want to hear about... Uh, Uh, the values of our parents generation and in the late 60s I think there was such a throwback to where it became the drug culture and the uh, you know uh, tune in drop out you know and and do drugs and rebel against your parents and the pendulum at some points got to swing the the other way where in the early 70s I think people begin to feel a vacuum that if if you take out uh, the church and you take out, uh, it's not just a matter of moral values, but it's a matter of taking out the meaning of life, and you tell people that God is dead, it suddenly swings the other way, and people find out, oh no, he is not dead, and he's got something to say to this people at this time, and this culture, and I think the Jesus movement was actually a reaction to, you know, even though there was such great music in the late 60s, which I dearly love, Uh, there was this wonderful spiritual reaction, I think, to people saying, I don't want to live empty. There's got to be something more to life. And to have music that comes out of people saying, I have found Christ, 
and I want to speak to my generation. I'm not going to just use the music of, of previous centuries, but I'm going to use the music that's going on now. You know, it was one of the most exciting times, and I, I hate to also be nostalgic, and I don't want to look back and, and say, that was a great time, and, and you know, it's over with, and now is not exciting. Now is exciting, too, but the thing that we recognize for those of us who were, uh, you know, in Southern California, we had uh, Calvary Chapels uh, were a hotbed of a lot of what was going on with uh, uh, what we called the Jesus Movement later, uh, where we just realized there was this explosion of evangelism. There was, uh, uh, you know how everybody talked about all the love in the late 60s, you know, where, where the Beatles said, all you need is love, and then they broke up. And, you know, I think in the 70s, we said, no, what we need is some real love. And that's what we found in a relationship with Christ. One of the bands that influenced us so much in the early 80s, a group called Allies, with great vocals from Bob Carlisle, and uh, just incredible guitar work of Randy Thomas, who's with us. I want you to tell me about the song Surrender. I probably played that the most on the early Jesus Music show that I did. And it really had the most powerful message. It's so clear what it takes to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. The difference between relationship and religion. Yeah, I'm glad you play the song so much. Uh, it it was sort of the theme song for Allies. I think it was the uh, the first song that Bob and I wrote together. It was, uh, you know, and and uh, if if I may interject here, uh, you know, we we later wrote the song Butterfly Kisses together. And I think if we had not written together for 12 years, we would not have arrived at Butterfly Kisses because we wrote so many songs together. But the very, very first song that Bob and I wrote together was Surrender. And it was uh, it was a, a great theme song. It was interesting that Bob actually brought it to me with the music finished. And so he was Mr. Music. And I had a blank slate to write the lyrics, so I was Mr. Lyrics. And, uh, you know, we, we wanted to be very... Uh, can I say militant? We wanted it. We wanted this, uh, you know, kind of this military theme to our our record and, uh, and the band Allies, you know, which carries with it, you know, um, you know a, a throwback to World War II, uh, and so we used the camouflage outfits and and we had you know very military-looking outfits and military-looking gear in the show and completely did the whole military thing. Um, early on in the band, and the song "Surrender" was just uh, was like our, our theme song. Thank you for for playing it. Full circle, classic Jesus music from the heart. Full circle with Jerry Bryant. You're listening to classic Jesus music on Full Circle, where it all began. And here's that mailing address again. If you're sending it snail mail, our address is Full Circle, Post Office Box one seven nine six seven. That's Post Office Box 17967, Nashville, Tennessee, 37217. Or you can reach us on the web at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com, where you can get our email address, check out the Full Circle Music Store, and explore the ever-expanding archives. That's www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. This is Classic Jesus Music, where it all began. Full Circle. Full Circle. With Jerry Bryant. Well, Rick Stacy once said, Before and after pictures make very convincing proof of change. The problem is this kind of change is all on the surface. 
Beauty is skin deep. Ugly goes all the way through. Well, there's a man in the Bible named Saul that maybe fits into this. In Acts chapter 9 and verse 1, we read, Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and he asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found anyone there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. Yeah, that saw a genuine Mr. Nasty. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I'm Jesus, whom you're persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you'll be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They had heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. Now what happened because of that experience changed Saul dramatically and completely. Just not a surface makeover. It was a real change that started in the innermost parts of his heart. Saul later became Paul after he received his sight and wrote most of the New Testament. Who knows what God might use to bring you to change? The full circle. Roby Duke's been playing music since he was a small boy. Equally renowned as a singer, songwriter, producer, he's long been on the cutting edge of Christian music. Born and raised in the musical hotbed of the Mississippi Delta, the young Roby Duke listened to the magical music storytelling that only longtime Southerners can spin. Against the backdrop of drawn-out, humid summers and a variety of jazz and blues influences, Duke began to fashion sounds all of his own, experimenting with all kinds of instruments along the way. I started playing instruments when I was eight, he said. I was kind of a prodigy, could play well without instruction. Just pick up an instrument and go. Roby's first album, Not the Same, released in 1980, featured some classic musicians from the Jesus music era, including Harlan Rogers, Hadley Hawkinsmith, Keith Edwards, and Alex McDougall. Now here's Roby Duke, and Not the Same, to bring it to a close here on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, where it all began. Yeah. 
been listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Till next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. Thanks for listening. Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Stu Gray. Full Circle is a JSR production.